Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 33. We're going to be talking about dating app nightmares. And a few of these are going to be taken from the male perspective. So we have some interesting stories. And of course, Michelle and I interject our own little tidbits here and there. And welcome to the show. Okay, it looks like we got a few people. We will be starting in just a minute. Uh, welcome, Jessica and Dr. Sheila. Uh, we'll be getting ready, waiting for my co-host to come on. And uh, once again, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. We talk about online dating uh, for those in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, all the little twists and turns. We found that most of the online dating podcasts out there either seem to be uh, groups of women who had valid complaints, but it seemed like most of the podcasts were a little bit just on the complaint side of it. And so we wanted to give a little bit different perspective with a man and a woman, you know, looking at online dating from different uh, sides of the fence and you know, we think we've done a pretty decent job. We have 30, I want to say 32 episodes. This is our 33rd episode. And uh, we've really loved the wisdom community and look forward to being on here for some time. And yep, our last episode, episode 32, was the six things my therapist taught me about relationships. And so we try to keep things more or less on the positive side of things. But today, we're actually going to be talking about dating app nightmares. So outside of like the Tinder swindler and things of that nature, you know, there's there are unfortunately lots of dating app nightmare stories. I've been quite fortunate not to have really any of them other than people, you know, trying to scam me out of money. You know, it's like you can kind of, once you're on the dating app for a while, uh, you can kind of see those coming from a mile away. And, you know, anytime that uh, someone that you've not actually met in person is asking you for money, best thing to do, swipe left, block, move forward. So I'm waiting for Michelle at this point to join me and hopefully soon. Ah, I see Michelle has finally joined the room. So hopefully she'll be jumping on as a guest very soon. Michelle found this article on the website called The Vice and under their life section. Um, one of the websites that we like to use is one called theeverygirl.com. That's actually one of my favorite websites. Has a lot of interesting articles about not just relationships, but a little bit of everything. So if you get a chance to go to theeverygirl.com, please do so. Okay, I see Michelle. There she is. I have to give her the countdown though. Three, two, one. Is that her? Is that her? That is Michelle. Uh, I I go back. I went to get I went to get my coffee, and then I come back, and then I'm like, where is she? And then I, then I look at the text, and you go, tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I looked. I, I gave you the two minute. I gave you the two minute countdown, and I was just like, came back going, hmm, where'd she go? She yeah. Kind of dis- 
kind of disappeared on me. I'm getting ready to cook my steak. That's going to be the next thing you're going to be hearing. Well, I, I actually have a steak to be cooked as well for dinner, but I, I, there's no way that I can do uh, the pod plus uh, plus a steak. <laughs> when, when this girl's hungry, she's hungry. Well, I figured, I thought that you were either eating like a protein drink or a protein bar or a combination of the two. You know, and it was just uh, nope. thought that was kind of, thought that was kind tonight, of funny. Tonight is going to be sweet potatoes, probably some Brussels sprouts, and a big old honkin' steak. Nice. Looking forward to it. Anyway, Ste- you know what steaks? Steaks. I have I have steak and and some baked potatoes. I think that's what I'm going to do. Mm. I don't but. have them often, but no. Recently, you know, have you ever been to Cardiff by the Sea? Of course. Have you ever I have a, gone I have to a friend Seaside who, I have a friend. Market? What's that? Have you ever been to Seaside Market in Cardiff-by-the-Sea? I might have. I mean, I used to go down there a lot in the 80s and 90s uh, to train with the triathletes. And my friend Heidi lives in Cardiff with her husband, Frank. And so he was in the restaurant business. So um, she was like... She never had anyone to go out with on Fridays and Saturday nights, so I would go down there and we'd go see movies and then we'd ride our bikes and yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of a cool situation. Well, and, I have uh, to but tell I you. love Cardiff. Cardiff is just a cool little town. If you go to Cardiff, you have to go to Cardiff Seaside Market and get some Cardiff crack. <laughs> Cardiff it's- crack is probably the best tri-tip steak that I've ever had. It's actually called Cardiff Crack. It, that's what it's known as. But I'm actually, my son was, it's a super expensive. It's like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 bucks a pound for tri-tip. Damn. And uh, of course, they don't tell you how what their recipe is or do they sell it. But my son, um, my rocket scientist, who's, uh, why didn't I think of this? He Googled it. And uh, apparently it's red wine and like a cheap burgundy and not even a good red wine. Garlic, olive oil, soy sauce, black pepper, paprika, mustard powder, and honey. That's the secret. So there you have it. Cardiff Craft. Next time I buy a tri-tip, I'm going to marinate it. Because I wound up buying three of them on the way home from San Diego. It was like... They were each like thirty six bucks a pop. Ooh, yeah, crazy. But it was good. Yeah, we 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 here in uh, the city of Laverne have we have a we actually have a fantastic butcher. Um, yeah, and it's called the Corner Butcher in Laverne, nice. and they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of game meat there too. So you can get elk and you know elk and venison and all kinds of stuff, mm. and in you know, yeah, the, the steaks are a little bit on the pricey side, but every once in a while, man, one of those tastes really good. Or maybe, you know, or just some buffalo burgers. You know, those are awesome, too. Yeah, so. I, I had some bison burgers that somebody gave us at a Penn State tailgate at the end of the night. They had, like, bison burgers, and they were like, well, we can't do anything with them. So if you want them, go ahead and eat them. So my sister and I were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. We can help you with that. That is too funny. Anyway. So, 
I don't know. It's just there's there's so many. Um, I don't know, there's, there's so many good places. You just have to kind of suss them out. Suss them out. You know, and since you're relatively, you still haven't gone to Jan's Health Bar, have you? Nope. Oh, well, I went there. I just didn't get anything. Okay. Yeah. I I just I always recommend people. I go if you don't if the menu is too overwhelming, just get the surf side the surf the Surfside Special. And what is that? Half a sandwich and a cup of soup and some chips. Okay. The Surfside yeah, it, Special. It, it, it's, a, it's simple. Whenever I would ride down there, I would just get the Surfside Special, half sandwich, soup, and some chips. And that was like perfect, perfectly satiate me for the ride home. Nice. Good to Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I've been going, I've been going there. 39 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, wait, wait. Four, yeah, well, maybe 40 years. Yeah, you know, but, there's another place that just opened up, too, in Huntington. Um, and they do, like, protein-type things, too, um, and bowls and such. So I need to go check them out. They found me on Instagram. Is that is that the, the place called Lemonade? No. Um, I can tell you in a second because I, I wound up saving the Instagram thing. I'd have to scroll through, but I'll tell you, it's um, I got too many pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Too many pictures. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. But it is a place in Huntington Beach and it's like a health food kind of joint that I yeah. have to go check out. Yeah, it was, it was, I lost, thank God I backed my iPhone up pretty regularly with, you know, I had my iPhone just kind of start going kooky on me last week. Yeah, yeah. mine was doing that a couple of weeks ago. I need you to know, it it's always funny when your iPhone goes kooky a week before the new product launch. Right? I'm always, I'm all, and I had a friend whose phone just started going wackadoodle on her and like all, all the, uh all her hard drive space was being like sucked up. And the funny thing is I'm trying to help her do, do this. And then quite literally three days, same thing happened to me. Yeah. I had like 30 gig free and I turned my phone on and says, Oh, you're, you're out of space. And I'm like, Something so, I, so, so I start deleting. So I start deleting stuff and there's actually a way in settings. Uh, when you go to settings and you look and you look at your, um, we're so far off topic. Um, <laughs> you go to settings, you go to general, and then you go to iPhone storage. So anything that's colored is actually, uh, stuff that's on your phone, you know, yeah. pictures and apps and data, but then there's a little light gray bar at the very end. That's what is called sys. It's just a miscellaneous system usage file, right? Wait, well, say that again. So I'm in general. So general, and then go iPhone storage, and then it starts calculating your, your category sizes. And then you'll see a colorful bar go across, but at the very end on the right, there's a little light gray bar, and that is stuff that's being used by your system. Your, and so mine went completely out of control. And, wow. so, and so that little system usage should be like five gig, you know, five gig maybe. And if you scroll all the way to the very bottom, it'll tell you exactly 
how much is being used by your system data. Mine blew up to 50 gigabytes and it All should right. be about 10. Maybe that's why my phone's been really wacky. It's still well, and so what happened was I, I had backed my phone up about five days earlier, and so I went online. And basically, the the way it's a terrible, it's terrible. The way you have to, to to get that file to go away, there's no way for you to like swipe and like clear the cache. You basically have to reset your phone back to factory settings. Zoinks. And then restore it either through Wi-Fi and iCloud. Me, I I back my phone up. And I think I told you this direct onto a laptop, so I have a hard so I have a hard backup. And then, so on mine, I just plug my phone in into the laptop, put in you know put in my my little ID, and then it just started backing my phone up. It just started restoring my phone. I just. And, um, my, that little system thing is still spinning the system data. Okay. So mine is down. Mine just shows me it's at seven. So it should be 10 at the most. And then when my, when my iPhone went wacky last week, it was at 50. Wow. And then anytime I would go in and delete videos or pictures, it would just keep getting bigger. And it's oh. just kind of like, you know, okay, so is this Apple trying to mess with me? Mine is block? saying zero KB. Well, that's good. System data, zero. But you know that's... what I did? I took, I have so, I have, a, I have a problem getting rid of pictures. I'm very attached. And uh, well, so you know, I took if you have a all Gmail... my pictures and I put them up on um, Google Photo, Amazon. Oh, Amazon's good. Amazon or Google Photo. Google Photo has an app. So depending on yeah, how much. MySpace, I don't have a whole lot of Google space because I use that for work a lot. Well, if you you can buy up to 100 gig of data from Google for uh, $1.99 a month. Get out. Amazon, I or not Amazon, Apple, I finally gave up and I was like, all right, I'm just getting two terabytes. Ten bucks a month. I got to get that crap off. I don't need it now. Anyway, we are way up topic. So. Way up topic. Well, <laughs> I, I created I created my own website through through Google, and each of my accounts on there now has because I, I pay the the ten bucks a month for the the website through them oh, to okay. manage to manage my website. I still have to build it, uh, but I have a terabyte of I have a terabyte of storage there. Okay. For free, but. But yeah, I I I did the the hundred gig on Google for a dollar ninety nine, and and so I use the Google Photo app on my iPhone. And basically, what you do is anytime you take a picture, say you take a hundred photos, uh-huh. then you just when you get home and you connect to your Wi Fi, you just launch the Google Photo app, and then right. it automatically just starts backing all your photos up. Oh, nice! In not maximum resolution, so not like the resolution that they're shot at, but they are super high resolution. Yeah. It's like, cool. you know, they, they, you know, they, they compress it just a little bit, but it's like not noticeable. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's get on with the article. Let's do it. We've been talking 
Talking BS. Talking trash. So so the reason I like this, and yes, it's a little harsh. Some some of it is a little nasty. <laughs> I told Mary that you have to read the last one. Uh, I will. I will read it. The good, <laughs> the good old Catholic girl will read it. Um, oh, so, that one to me was just a crack up. But it's like all, you know, we talk a lot about the female perspective, but there's a bunch of, there's a lot of wacky guys out there, but I bet you for every wacky guy, there's probably a wacky girl. So that's why I wanted to do this one. So people tell us about their dating app nightmares. And I love the initial, um, the initial quote says, we had banging sex and he slept over. The next morning, I woke up to find my wallet and laptop missing. Crazy. So anyway, I'll get into it. That's kind of what drew me to the article, I'll be honest. <clears throat> Whether you've come across your very own West Elm Caleb, a serial hinge dater who went viral after multiple women realized he had ghosted them all simultaneously or had a close brush with the Tinder swindler... Some oh con man who posed as a billionaire's son to scam unsuspecting women on the app. You've likely had your own harrowing adventure if you use dating apps. When it comes to people we meet on apps, we often have no idea who or what we're dealing with. Sure, they might seem all amiable, dreamy, or charming at first, but it's almost impossible to determine whether the person you're vibing with on an app can pass the vibe check. Sometimes this could just be a connection that falls flat when you actually make it to the date, or if your luck is rotten, though, you can find yourself in a creepy and questionable setting, <laughs> like this woman whose Tinder date thought it would be a great idea to take her to a hospital morgue. So we asked a bunch of people to recount their creepiest, weirdest, and worst dating app nightmares. May their oh experiences <laughs> serve as a reminder that while social media is a toxic troll-filled space, dating apps may sometimes just be worse. Or, you know, reassure you that it's okay to run into a couple of weirdos as you swipe your way to true love. Some of the names have been changed upon request because these folks requested privacy while delving into their sex lives and their weird, weird dates. <clears throat> All right. Do you want to oh go? My, First my, one. My goodness gracious. <laughs> this one is hilarious. I read this last night. Okay. The the headline is, she had knives hidden in different corners of her house. <laughs> I've never encountered this before. Um, that I you did, know of. Well, I did have one person tell me that uh, that they had guns and they knew how to use them. So... I was like, okay, well, I don't think you'll need to use it. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I think it was something like they brought up the they brought up the shooting range, and it's like, yeah, you know, no, I have guns and I know how to use them. I said, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. So, okay, so she had knives hidden in different corners of her house. I matched with the girl a few years ago, and we got along very well. We spoke for several weeks on text and decided to get a drink together to get to know each other. Her family was out of town, so she asked if I wanted to come over for a drink. Of course, he accepted. I went to her house late at night around 10 p.m. That's not late. It she is lived in, That's not late. Uh, if you're getting the late <laughs> night call, it's it's got to be closer to midnight. She lived in one of those very sophisticated buildings with a lot of security, so I figured... <laughs> That was probably why she was okay inviting a total stranger home. 
things were a little awkward at the start, but as we drank, meaning they got drunk, I started to open up more. Later in the night, I asked her how come she was so comfortable calling a stranger over. She, she said, I have something to show you, and pulled out a knife hidden under the sofa we were sitting on. She then began taking out knives from different corners of her house, including from behind frame paintings and the television. She had at least five knives hidden away. I freaked out, but tried to play it cool, and I left soon after. But later, I realized that though it freaked me out, it was probably something she had to do to ensure her own safety. Samir is 25 and a marketing manager. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, maybe that was her ploy in just letting him know that, you know. Hey, if things get a little too freaky, I can, I got these knives. Or she she did that because she was like a serial dater and maybe she ran in. A... Ah, sorry. Um, <laughs> maybe she ran into a uh, situation where she thought that she may have needed to have those knives around. So you never know, but that would have been that would have been a little creepy if a dude had done that to me. I'll tell you that much. What are you What are you doing? What are you opening? <laughs> I'm opening up my bag of Brussels sprouts. Oh my god! So today is uh, not just episode 34. People tell us about their dating at nightmares. Today is cooking with Michelle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you cook with me. I'll tell you. I got my today is cooking with Michelle. My Wegman's basting oil that Jane brought me. My my BFF brought me back from the East Coast when she came out here. And yeah. So anyway. All right. I'm going to go to the next one. Do it. He almost choked me to death. In 2019, I started seeing this guy I met through Grinder. He was a few years older, but seemed super sweet and amazing. He lived in a huge 12-room mansion on the outskirts of my hometown. So I would drive out there every weekend to meet him. The sex was so much fun. And he also treated me like I was the only person he cared for. But gradually around the third date or so, I began noticing weird things about him. When we would do the nasty, he would start crying and making these weird noises and faces like he was suffocating. He would also do weird things like take showers at 3 a.m. and then do a puja, which is a worship ritual. I tried to brush it off, but it reached a point where he would make these weird sounds every time we had sex. And sometimes he'd even randomly start hitting me as I was just about to orgasm without discussing it with me. I confronted him about it and he told me that he'd been abused in the past. By that point, I'd gotten so attached to meeting him every weekend that I justified his actions in my mind. But one day, shit got way too real. We were having sex on the couch when he suddenly grabbed my neck and started choking me. At first, I thought it was his kink or fantasy and tried to brush it off, but suddenly he got so rough and choked me so hard I couldn't breathe. I told him to stop, but he wouldn't. That's when my survival instinct kicked in. I grabbed a pan, hit him on the head, and ran for my life. He chased me, but I managed to get myself out of there. I feel that for queer people in small cities, our options are often limited. And so we fall for those things without realizing how dangerous they can be, especially because people like me came out at a time when homosexuality was still criminalized. So we still think it's normal when people ask to meet secretly or whatever. But in this case, I could have almost died because even when I was screaming for help, there was no one around. That's scary. That kid was 23 years old. Where'd you go, Eric? 
Sorry, I, I was talking. I didn't realize I hit mute. Oh. Uh, I get a feeling that a lot of these, you know, a puja, a puja is a Hindu a Hindu uh, ceremony. I'm thinking that this, these are mostly Indian, you know, daters. Interesting. So you know, looking at the names too, like Samir yeah. Adita, yeah. So, but yeah, any there. Okay, there's a thing. There's a thing in when we're talking about choking and BDSM. There's a whole process that has to happen about. Um, you can't just do it. And then you have to have a safe word. And, you know, someone who just starts choking you out of the blue. I mean, yeah, that guy or gal definitely has a kink. Yeah. But yeah. that's one of those things that needs to be discussed beforehand. Before you before you decide to go down that road. Right? Shit. You know, especially if you're choking. I mean, these are two men. If you're choking someone so hard that they're like violently trying to get away from you. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, that 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 definitely fall, definitely falls outside of the norm of most dating sites. I mean, although I mean, you know, in in the process of doing this podcast and reading so many damn articles, there are some crazy stories. Really? You know, when it comes to online dating. I mean, you know, granted, I remember I watched the, not the Tinder swindler, but the, uh, the, the dear John or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 That guy, that guy was, that guy was psychopathic. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was killed by that woman's daughter. So that guy, when she cut him off, he went after her children. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he wasn't going after them to scare them. He was going after them to murder them. Because he saw them as the reason why she dumped him. He dumped him? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's pretty that's pretty damn terrifying. And I think that's why when you talk to people about online dating, it's like they they sometimes will kind of cringe and go, Oh yeah, I had you know, it can just take one bad instance where a person, you know, a person is said, okay, that's enough. I don't want to ever do that again. You know, there's an, there's an instance where I, I've talked about this several times for a lot of you who are listening. And uh, a woman that was in our cycling group had met someone through online dating. They got on a few dates. I'm just going to recount it real quick. And then after the third date, I mean, they really weren't exclusive or anything. The guy hits her up for money. Now, her mistake was on this particular dating site that she met this guy, there was a place to put income. And she put 250K plus. Yeah, that's great, Craig. And it's like, you do not want to put, even if you do make $250,000, which is amazing, do not do that. Yeah. It's like either leave it blank or just say you make forty k a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's like you're just inviting scamsters and schemers because I guarantee you, both men and women are on dating sites, especially ones where they're you know they're asking for your income. And anyone that's making six figures plus, 
they are staring at those people going, hmm, maybe I can, maybe I can work an angle. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you gotta be, you gotta be so careful these days because I've had it so many times where people, you know, and you, and the key is the thing with my friend, she actually met this guy and was going out with him. And then that's when he hit her up for the cash. He gave her, oh, my daughter needs emergency surgery and she needs, I think it was like 16,000. It was either 16 or $32,000. And, and I, I know you have it. Right. You know? and, exactly. and she's kind of in that weird spot of like, well, I really don't know him. And I've only gone on a few dates with him, but uh-huh. I feel bad for him because his daughter needs this emergency surgery, you know, and it's right. like, and it, it's all just a scam. Just a scam. Yeah. And anytime, anytime, whether you're male or female, if anyone hits you up before you meet them for gift cards, you know, and for the longest time, I could never, I never could figure out the whole gift card angle. Like, uh, back five years ago, it was, it was, uh, iTunes card sent, send me an iTunes card. It's like, what the fuck do they want an iTunes card for? Yeah. And now it's like, uh, you know, oh, Venmo me some money because I, you know, I'm, I, I need gas for my car. Crazy. Or, or my kids, my kids need to be entertained. Send me a Steam card. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what a Steam card was. A Steam card, I guess, is something for little kids to play online games. But the angle, the reason the angle for gift cards happens these days is that, the, and, and, this, and this, is, this ties into something that you and I are both doing right now, is we're doing these online interviews and a lot of times you get paid in gift cards. Well, and that's why I asked you about that thing. So, because I didn't want to click on the link. No, click on the link. Yeah, then well, it, then it, then I will take. I went and then, in the other way. And then just just go into Amazon and add that code to your account. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the money's just in your account. It just sits there until you need it. Yep. But there is the reason people go after gift cards. You know, you know, yeah, they're asking for PayPal and Venmo and stuff like that. It's like the reason you're going after gift cards is there are websites called one is called Card Cash, and I've actually used this one. And I think one time I got, I got like a, a two hundred and fifty dollar card, and I just wanted to, I just I wanted to try this site, and so I just cashed it out. And so you basically tell them what you have to sell, you know, like for you, it's like you have Amazon, you know, and and so if I have a, I'm on the site right now. So if I have a $250 card through Amazon, uh, they will buy it for $215 cash. Oh, wow. So you take about a 15% fifteen to 18% hit. And what's interesting is depending on the gift card you, you get sent, the, the percentages are different. So like your Amazons, your Targets, your Walmarts, you know, your big box stores, you're going to get more money for those than if it's like a $200 Starbucks card. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, like if like, let me just, let me bring up Starbucks. So if I had a $250 Starbucks card, I'm on the site right now called card cash. 
Uh, oh, $100 is the maximum. Okay. Uh, okay, so if I, if I do Starbucks, I take a 22% hit on Starbucks. Wow. Whereas on Walmart, it's, it's only 15%. Okay. It also that, that that might mean that they have a lot of Starbucks cards. Yeah. And so the, the percentage is higher because it's harder for them to resell them. Although it amazes me that that would be the case because of Starbucks. How many how many Starbuckses do you see? Freaking everywhere. Down the road. Freaking everywhere. Everywhere. Over everywhere. Everywhere. Anyway, let's move on. Oh wait, I gotta go back. Okay. See where am I? Oh, he dumped me in the middle of a music festival. Yeah. Oh my God, he dumped me in the middle of a music festival in a different city. I like that. My God, I matched with this guy on Hinge. I like that they're using different services, and yeah. we hit it off immediately. We had very similar music tastes, and even made each other special playlists. Oh wow, kind of like the old mixtape days. Yeah. After a week or so, he asked me out on a date. He was a perfect gentleman. He didn't try to hook up with me, so I felt like maybe this could be more than something casual. We had two more great dates, after which I slept with him. I had to go out of town for work for a few days after that, and we really didn't keep in touch. Hmm. When I got back and hit him up, he answered enthusiastically and asked if I was down to go to a music festival that was five hours away because an artist we both love was playing. That's kind of cool. At the festival, things seemed a little off, but I tried to brush it off about an hour before our favorite artist was to go on. I was tipsy and and leaned in for a kiss. He stopped me, looked into my eyes, and then broke the news. I met someone else while you were away. And didn't want to be, and he didn't want to be with me anymore, which would have been fine. Except when I asked him why he didn't just tell me this before we traveled five hours to a different city, he simply said, "I couldn't find anyone else to go to the festival with, and I didn't want to come alone." Oh my God, Claire, twenty-three, copywriter. Oh. I was just gonna say that has to be like a young. That has to be young. This um, so. I didn't look at the ages of this, but I'm wondering if this Vice website, what the deal is with it. Vice, Vice actually is a pretty uh, important uh, journalistic website. Really? Very. Um, if you go onto YouTube, and they even had a show, I want to say it was on HBO or one of the other cable channels. Where they, I mean, they would go and they'd have investigative reporters going down and talking to the cartels, and I mean, they they do some serious shit. I mean, they do some, they do they do a lot of journalism behind the lines that most major news channels would never okay. never go to. Kind of makes sense the article then. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's and a it's, little dicey. Yeah, I mean some some of the some of the vice some of the vice stuff is pretty I mean they are they are in some ske- they are some sketchy ass places. Dang. I mean real real extremist uh they're in politics, you know, they're they're talking about, you know, the different 
you know, the cultural fights within our country, around the world. Um, but they do a lot of stuff overseas, too. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, um, you know, they have kind of a, a world news beat. And they've grown. and and they're, But they're kind of on the fringes, you know. Mm. You know, they're, they're on the fringes of society. They, they did a lot of stuff on people who are drug addicts, uh, prostitutes, and, you know, interviewed people of how they got into those, how they got into the things that they got into. Wow. And it, the saddest, the saddest part about, you know, the, the people that are in prostitution or maybe even pornography, regardless if it's male or female, almost always divorced family young. Wow. You know, and it's just, and that seems to be, you know, because that was, I can't remember, there's a guy um, who has an interview, and if if you want to see interviews of people that are kind of on the fringes, uh, it's called Soft White Underbelly. And this guy used to work for Vice. And he interviews interviews people on the fringes. He's on YouTube. And one of the questions he always asks, you know, what was the family, what was, what was the home life like, you know, and every time divorced, divorced young, or I was in foster care, or, you know, I had, you know, I was with my mom, my mom remarried, and, you know, the guy she remarried was a bad dude. Right. You know, and it was this, and it's like, it's a, and it's just like this cycle just repeats over and over again. It's just like, and, you know, and that's why. You know, that's why I think, you know, getting your kids to a certain age before you divorce isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, well. I mean, you were lucky your kids were pretty old, pretty much older by the time that happened. Yeah, 20, 22, 20, and 18. Yeah. But it was still hard. Of course it is. Brutal. You want to do? He sold all my stuff. <laughs> I will. Are you eating your steak yet? Did you? Did you? I sent you a picture. Oh! Oh! That was you. Hold on. Oh my God! That looks delicious. Right. To perfection. A little pink in the middle. Anyway, he stole all my stuff while I was asleep. After a breakup, I was eating myself all over dating apps. After meeting lots of assholes, I finally met this guy on Grinder who was super polite, decently hot, and could hold a good conversation, which was tough to come by. I was getting desperate at this point, so I probably ignored the red flags when he asked me my job, where I lived, the kind of holidays I went for, where I shopped, basically everything short of how much money I had in my bank account. After chatting for a couple of days, I called him over. I got way more drunk than him, but we had banging sex and he slept over. The next morning, I woke up to find my wallet and my laptop missing. I couldn't find my car keys either and rushed out. Luckily, my driver had come early that day and told me he was washing the car when this guy came over and asked for the keys so he could get breakfast for us. The driver insisted on driving him, after which my date sweetly refused and he said he changed his mind. Later, I found some small objects missing too, like an ashtray, a candle, a pair of expensive shoes, and even a vinyl. Tried to track him down, but I couldn't find him anywhere. Had no good photos or any other concrete info. I thought about going to the police, but as a gay guy, you're always worried about being harassed by them. So I decided to stop it. This guy was 33. Okay. Crazy. 
Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. You know, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things where you gotta I hate saying this. When people are brand new to online dating, I always tell people be very judicious about who you swipe right on. Be more judicious about who you start chatting with and be extra careful about giving that person your phone number. And, and I, I, I highly recommend, I mean, for both men and women, if you're, if you're cautious about who you're going to give your phone number to, use a service like Google Voice or something like that so they don't actually have your direct number. Yeah. But they can still interact with you. Mm-hmm. And so, and then if they do become a creeper, it's easier for you to block them through the service. You know, so you just need a Gmail account to have, to have a Google voice number. Um, there's also other, there's also other apps where you can get basically a, a generic number that ties to your number, but so they never have it directly. And, yeah. and if someone is stepping way over the freaking line, don't linger, just block and move forward. Yep. You know, because if once someone starts showing you their true colors, meaning they've played, they've played the nice guy and, and they've, they've, they've kind of wooed their way into your life and you're a few dates in and you you're getting to that point of being intimate and then you realize that's all, it was all for show to get to that point. You know, cause you hear these stories about, yeah, once we slept together, the guy ghosted me. Oh yeah. You know, Notch and on the belt. what's that? Notch on the belt. Notch on the belt. I think, I don't, I think back in, the days when we were in our 20s, like the 80s and 90s, I think notch on the belt, I think that was like a real thing. I don't even think this is notch on the belt kind of thing. I just think people look at online dating of like, I don't have to go to the, I don't have to go to the bar anymore and ply someone with drinks and get them drunk and take them home and boom, notch on the belt. It's like, I have 10 conversations going with women on match.com and I've got the pick of the litter and Hey, if it doesn't work out with this one, Hey, I still got nine more. Yep. And, and that, that is the unfortunate side of online dating. I did have a conversation with someone at work who I saw online. I saw her profile. She saw, and then she was, she wasn't even divorced. She was just recently separated. And, and the thing that she said to me was, uh, she goes, well, you know, online dating, it's all just a big game. Oh, wow. And then I remember saying specifically to her, I go, you are exactly the person I don't want to meet. Right. Because I don't want to treat this like a game or a numbers game, or I've got seven dates in a row and I can fit you in next Wednesday you know, because that's the next available day I have. It's like, I don't want to be on a date with someone who's a serial dater. Yes, but then again, how do you know? I don't think it's bad to be 
especially in that in that realm. Um, I, I think I think being, you know, thinking about, you know, our age demo, forties, fifties, sixties. I think having conversations with multiple people is not a big deal. But I think once you start dating someone and you start kind of vibing with them and you're thinking, okay, let's see where this goes. Let's see, let's see what kind of connection we have here. I yeah, think, sure. I think it's very disingenuous. Uh, and, and, and I've said this to you before, uh, I call it the grass is greener theory. Right. And so you start going out with someone, you're having a good time, you know, maybe you've gotten sexual at that point, you know, they're your go to on a Friday night for a date. But you're still you still got these conversations going with other people, you are kind of back burnering them. Yeah. And then if something doesn't quite go right, you know, something goes awry uh, with this person, then it's like poof you ghost them and move on with the next one. Yeah. I mean, in that regard, but I think when you are out there and you're just trying to meet somebody, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a problem with, um, having seven dates lined up in one week. It's a numbers game. Especially in that regard, when you're just starting to meet people, I think the more people that you meet, the better. I don't know. I think, I think that, I think when you start lining multiple, you know, th- this is what I said to the school teacher that had had me uh, in the eighth spot of uh, <laughs> oh, the week. You know, and I and I, I you know, and she uh, again. I'm I'm a detail well, person. That was person. dumb of her to tell you that. First yeah. Well, she she said a specific set of words that that I caught, and she goes, um, and we had a bunch. We had a couple of conversations. I think we had two conversations, and I and I said, well, you know, I'm kind of interested in meeting you. And then she goes, well, let me see where I can fit you in. Now, those sets of words, fit me in. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, I go, I go, you know, you said something. that's a little bitchy. You said something specifically, and I go, I'm kind of curious what it meant. And she goes, what, and she goes, what's that? And she, I go, you said you're going to try to fit me in. I go, what exactly does that, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? And then she says, well, I've got like seven dates in a row like you said and then uh, i gotta see what day i got available uh yeah see that's rude she should have never said that of course not and then i just started laughing and then she asked me she goes what's so funny and i go i go that that was funny that was funny and then then i asked her a serious question i go i go what happens if you're on date three of seven and you meet the guy. He's better looking than his photos. He's he's saying all the right things. Everything's clicking. You're vibing together. You're going, man, I want to have sex with this dude right now. And I go, what happens if you meet the one mm-hmm. on the third date? What happens to four, five, six, seven, and eight? And she just paused and goes, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. And I said and I go, I get it. Like you're not you're not seriously thinking about having a relationship with someone. You're thinking about okay, 
I'm just going to go get free coffee or dinner. Right. <laughs> like what your brother said, you know, they're just all going out for, they just wanted me for free dinners. Exactly. But there are some women that do that. There are some women that do that. And so then when she asked me if I wanted to uh, take next Wednesday, <laughs> I just started laughing. And she's just like, she's like, did I say something funny? And I go, I go yeah, yeah, in a way. And then she goes, well, you know, so I'll see you next Wednesday. I go, nope. <laughs> oh my god not, like not interested and then she was like what do you mean you're not interested I go I'm, I'm not interested you know crazy it's, yeah it's just like you're it's like you're not and I don't need some, and I don't need the person I'm talking to the first person conversation to be serious about okay like this might be a relationship but it's like you're taking it so you're taking the process so flippantly that there's absolutely zero possibility that that would ever happen. Yeah. Especially since I'm number eight in the queue. <laughs> you know? But you could have been the one. I could have been the one. What happens if, you know, you kiss and sparks fly and, and, and well, you listen, know, trumpets, bl- trumpets blare. And then they just, they just like go, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking to this one guy for a while. Um, for whatever reason, I just had a lot going on. And I honestly, it wasn't that I was on dates. I just honestly had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, just busy. And um, so we never connected. And then we finally lined up a date. And I actually really respect him for this. Because he reaches back out and he goes, hey, just wanted to let you know, I actually did meet somebody. He's like, you sound like you're a really cool person, but you know, I met somebody and, and we're hitting it off. And I'm like, that's very respectable. Thank you. Well, I've done this. What's Eric doing? I was having iced coffee. Um, Um, yeah, I've done the same thing where someone, you know, someone kind of vanishes on you, you know, someone that you met through online dating. And a lot of times when, a lot of times when people disappear on you, they're not necessarily ghosting you. They met someone. Right. And, you know, and they're, 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 and they're, they're, in a way, they're trying to be respectful by not try, keeping the multiple balls in the air at the same time. Agreed. And so, and then if three months or six months later, all of a sudden they reappear and they 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 text you out of the blue it's because that relationship has has uh went its course <laughs> you know but you know and and i think the thing is is that if you felt a common connection i would say you know oblige that person say yeah hey it would be nice for us to meet for coffee or or, or drinks one night and just you know see how see how we get along yeah, you know, because sure. that's the process. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes this crazy online dating world is a series of three and six month relationships. Crazy. <laughs> I've, ha- for sure. I've had it. I've had it happen, where the relationship just kind of takes its course, and it's there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, you know, and. Until you meet someone fantastic, and it's like then, then you think much longer term. I think one of the the dangerous things to do 
especially if you're fresh off of a long-term relationship or you're out of a long-term marriage, is when you just start meeting a couple people, whether it's men or women, and you're and you just dive head first. Oh yeah, like, that's wow. That's this guy is treating me so much better than my a-hole ex-husband, <laughs> and it's just like you still need to be cautious. You still need to be cautious because you might be ready to just jump in and run back down the aisle, but they might not be. Because I think there's people that always have to be with another person. I have a couple friends like that. They absolutely have never been single a day in their adult life. Yeah. You know, they have, they have someone back. And I think online dating, what, provides an opportunity for people who are kind of codependent to keep that codependency rolling along. Absolutely. You know, so, okay, wait, I gotta, I gotta read this one. This one's hilarious. Okay. You go. She asked me to pretend I was her dead husband. So I matched with this super hot milf about two years ago. I think they're talking about you. And she invited me <laughs> to her fancy house in this posh area. We we're having a nice day, drinking rum and chatting, but there was no real sexual tension in the air. After a while, she asked if I wanted to go to the bedroom. Well, there's a hint. I was hesitant, but followed her in. Oh, he is a lion mofo. Yeah, exactly. Okay, wait, super hot MILF. Oh, let's go to the bedroom. I was hesitant to follow yeah, her. Right. My jewelry. That guy is a lion. That, that dude is lying. Absolutely. Then, then she opened her closet, took out a formal shirt and trousers, and asked if I would wear them for her. I thought maybe she's having, she's into having sex in formal clothes. So I agreed. Then she asked me to leave the room and pretend I was coming home from work. Oh. At that point, I didn't understand what role-playing she was trying to do and asked her about it. That's when she told me exactly a year ago, on that day, her husband passed away in a car accident while returning oh. home from work. I didn't know what to do and apologized to her, telling her I was uncomfortable with it. I was just too sad. Ali, 24. That's crazy. Ali is a fool. When you meet the super hot MILF in her 40s and you're in your 20s, trust me, that woman can teach you some things. <laughs> that woman can teach you some things. And it's like, do not pass up that experience. Oh, that is too funny. You're still eating. I am. I'm eating very slowly. Did you uh, see how big that steak was? That was a big kahuna burger. Yeah. And my dog is sitting here looking at me. He's like going, give me the gristle. Give me the gristle. Give me the gristle. All right, I'm going on. He refused to wear a condom even after agreeing to it earlier. When I hook up with a person I match with on a dating app, I always meet them at a coffee shop or a public place first to see if we vibe and feel similarly about consent and boundaries. I met a guy on an app and we clearly had sexual chemistry, but in the middle of our date, he told me how he has had unprotected sex with most people he's hooked up with. Dear Lord. I'm someone who always uses condoms and gets tested for STIs regularly. Wait, STIs? Where where have I been? The hell's that? STIs and STDs are the same thing. Well, what's the I? It's a it's 
it's like everything. Everything has to take on a new... It's like, instead of disease, it's called infection. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, so it's called <laughs> sexually transmitted infection? Yes. It's uh, no, no, long, I, no longer it's disease because it probably hurts someone's feelings. Probably. You're probably right. Probably hurts someone's feelings. All right. So anyway, I'm someone who always uses condoms and gets tested for regularly, so I wasn't okay with it and told him that clearly. Let's let's be clear that I'm not saying that I am this person. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, as I always tell my daughter, you don't have to worry about, this, about those things if you abstain. <laughs> That's not going to work. Catholic lifestyle taught me a lot of things. Anyway, he then said <laughs> he would wear a condom for me. So I booked a hotel room and we were getting it on. But just as he was about to insert his mm-mm-mm, I realized he wasn't wearing a condom like he promised. I asked him about it and he replied, oh, I thought we could do it one round without it. It just pisses me off when people think your boundaries are negotiable, which has happened to me a lot on dating apps. 23-year-old. That, that, that is the old, just the tip. Let me, just the tip, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? That tip got disease. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't roll the dice when it comes. Well, they say that that, you know, I I'm teaching a group of seniors on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh dear. No, it's awesome. It's I, it's, it's computer stuff. Right. And uh, and I I always say this. It's like they're all in their seventies and eighties, and they're and they're just sweet. They're just sweethearts, you know. And um, and the eight out of the eight class eight in my class seven women one guy <laughs> well that's kind of the way it works as seniors y'all don't live as long as we do i i know well we the women hide the medication that's what happens is it is that yeah they, they hide the medication story? yeah that's what happens and <laughs> so there there are these stories about and and rachel rachel actually confirmed this she goes yeah she goes there's like senior centers that are just have rampant oh, dude, sexually, permit, called, sexually transmitted diseases. Cause this, they're just, whole, this whole center in Florida, which encompasses so much uh, acreage, it's called the Villages. Yeah, I know it. Uh, there's yeah. golf courses there. Uh-huh. Very well known to have some serious venereal diseases. That's kind of crazy. Right? Well, you know, they're at that age. They're like, out oh, of the hell with it. I'm going to die from something. I'm going to die from something. May as well go out good. Okay, go ahead and mute and eat, and I'm going to do the next one. All right, go. He told me he had a serious girlfriend while we were on a date. <laughs> That's too funny. Recently, oh, yeah. I matched with this guy on Bumble. We spoke every day for a month. Which was a big deal for me because I usually don't like texting. Finally, around Christmas time, he asked if I wanted to meet in person. I went over to his house and we had a great time. I even met his parents. We spent a few hours together and just when I was about to leave, he told me he had a girlfriend who lived abroad. This sounds scammy. What the heck? He said he wanted to be honest with me because I'd been so kind to him. Then he told me his girlfriend would be coming back to India the next week. So he wouldn't be able to stay in touch. Dating apps have given me trust issues. I've also come across the worst pickup lines. 
I'm a Kashmari pundit, and someone once told me, you're a pundit, so you already know how to blow things up. Oh. And thought, he thought that was cool. Wow. <laughs> See, the more appropriate line is, you're a Kashmari pundit, you should know how to blow things. Blow things. <laughs> okay, the last one is all yours. Oh my goodness. All right, let's see if I can do this without laughing. She used me as a human dildo. <laughs> the girl I matched with on Hinge told me straight up that she wanted to bang me. We had been sexting for a few weeks, so I thought, why not? She asked me to meet at her hotel room. The first thing I thought of was that she looked nothing like her profile pictures, but I decided to let it go. We got high together and started hooking up. It was really hot until all of a sudden she told me she didn't want to do anything. She made me lie down with my arms and legs splayed out in a starfish-like shape, then proceeded to use me like a human dildo. I wish I could erase this memory completely. That is hilarious. The fact that he needed to erase the memory completely. I mean, it not that like some guys would probably be into that? I have no doubt. There, like, the take one, me on I think the, the one thing in the last, well, internet was invented in 95, but it was really not until high-speed access became available, like in the 2000s, that... I think fetishism in this country has grown exponentially due to the access to all kinds of crazy fetishistic porn. Yeah. You know, and whereas, uh, you know, it was funny because we were down in Santa Monica yesterday and we passed by this Lemley's and I said, well, when I first started coming back down here in the 80s, that used to be the Pussycat Theater. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, there, there was a, a, back in the 80s, again, we're talking pre-internet, there was a theater chain called the Pussycat Theater. And they were all over the country. And there was one in Santa Monica, um, which is like one block off of the Third Street Promenade. And back in the 80s and 90s, uh, that's, that's where you would go to see porn. Oh, okay. So funny story um when i was i don't know if it was the first year i was married i don't know at some point in my relationship with my ex-husband i decide that i'm gonna go to one of those shops i don't know what the hell you call them but anyway it was not that's a sex shop yeah so we still have them I go, I go in and I wanted to get him like chocolate shaped penises <laughs> to put in his Christmas stocking or chocolate shaped boobs or something like that. You, you were, know. you were, you were being, uh, you were being funny with your husband. Like... I was, I was being kind of funny. So. I go in and I'd never been in a place like that before. Again, I'm, I'm young, you know, I'm, I met my husband in my early twenties. So we, I go in there and I'm, I think I made somebody go with me 
can't remember who the hell it was, but I'm like, I'm not oh, everyone, everyone always brings, the first time you go into a shop like that, everyone has a friend. Oh, there you're were... going off. Michelle, if you can hear me, come back. Come back to the dark side. She'll be coming on in just a minute when she realizes that she was disconnected. And I have to do the countdown because she gets a tickle out of it. Three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. Anyway, so I go into this place and all the windows are covered up. I'm like, yep. this is really kind of creepy. So I start going over to these doors. What, were they saloon doors? Uh, no, they weren't saloon doors. They were actually like full length doors. And the, the person behind the counter goes, um, you probably don't want to go over there. I'm like, wait, well, uh, what is that? And she goes, um, it totally was. So the guys go in, this was totally, it totally blew me away. The guys go in those rooms and they do, I don't know what they do, but I didn't want to know what they were doing. I had an idea what they were doing. Anyway, <laughs> so I quickly turned myself around and went home with nothing. Actually, I think I got um, the the can- the candy underwear. It's like leather, like um, fruit leather. <laughs> oh, you were being a laugh riot. It was pretty funny. And I think I got him a boobs on a lollipop, chocolate boobs on a lollipop. Yeah, you, you, you know what's interesting is that there is there's one of those shops, and they've become much more appealing and um, more mainstream. And the funniest part about this one shop here in, in the IE, it's called Romance. That's the name of the place. And it used to be a bank. Interesting. <laughs> and so, and they keep some of the more salacious items in the old vault. I was just going to say, <laughs> what's going on in the vault? In the vault. They keep things like that in the vault. I have, but, I almost opened up my, my gym in a bank. I thought oh, it really? would be super cool. Yeah. And well, the, the, it's owned by this Asian couple and they're actually kind of geniuses. And so what they do is they hope, you know, we're in an area that has a, a pretty heavy college student population. And so they hire college students to basically be the little on the floor sales reps. Oh my. And so, and so most of the people are still in that modus operandi of get in, buy what you think you need and get the hell out mm-hmm. because you don't want your next door neighbor seeing you in there. Absolutely. You know, even even though there's absolutely nothing wrong with being in one of those places. It's not dark and seedy. It's very well lit. I think most of what they have is like clothing, you know, uh, from Victoria's Secret to, you know, hot and heavy dominatrix kind of stuff. So so what happens is and and I've seen this I've seen this firsthand, is someone will come in and if they're solo versus with like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, they want to get the hell out of there fast. Mm-hmm. And so they'll go over to a, a, a section and then say maybe they're looking at vibrators <laughs> or something else. And the first thing that little 
you know, cute sales rep does is that she's like, well, that one's good, but you know, this is like the Cadillac of the, you know, the one you should really look at this one. So she just upgraded them from like a $30 to a hundred dollar model. And, and they're like, okay, fine. I'll take it. And then they're like running out the door. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Genius. <clears throat> totally. Genius. Yeah. But that's funny that, so the first time that you went in one of those places, were you were you kind of looking over your shoulder? Were you kind of embarrassed? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. I'm like, oh, God, I hope no one comes in here that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's what everyone does. Totally. I think that's what everyone does, you know. And, you know, do you think next week we want to try the stream yard? Just give. I just need a little heads up if I'm gonna be on video. Well, I thought you realized that it was video. I I wasn't thinking that because I'm thinking podcast, right? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the whole thing is that you do a video, a video cast, and then it allows you to pull this the audio and then uh, publish it out. Gotcha. Hey, whatever. I just need a little heads up. I mean, for my women's group, it's it's a whole different ball game, but. You do that early in the morning, though, right? What? Your women's thing? No, that's at, oh, okay. That's at four o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday here. But it's you know I get up at five thirty. I hit the ground running, and there is I'm working till I still haven't logged off yet. How do people? How do people get onto that uh, that uh, stream? Oh, my trainings. Yeah. Um, they they just have to join my Facebook group. Okay. I, I always mess it up. The Menopause Mastery Fat Loss and Fit Tips? Wait, hold on. I... Oh, the Fit Tips and Fat Loss. I never fit remember. Tips. It's Menopause Mastery Fit Tips and Fat Loss Secrets. Okay. I always, I always <clears throat> invert those. It's a green banner with my... my self on it on the beach well you you post a lot of the those beach photos on your uh ig account yes that is yeah. my so when i wake up in the morning i go there like that's like the first thing i see <laughs> like oh there's michelle on the beach again <laughs> there's michelle on the beach i love the beach and my bike exactly <laughs> well what, what's not to like you know last yeah last night the beach like? was it was still, when we got to Santa Monica, it was still warm. It was like, you know, 80s, but then it cooled off a little bit. But it's finally cooling off here in the Inland Empire. Oh, um, it's still really I, hot. I mean, 80 versus, it was 100, even at the beach. On Labor Day weekend, Sunday, when we were riding, we, we just did, from my place to Balboa, we took the ferry and then got off the ferry and went around. I forget how many miles. It was like 30-something. I don't know, 20, 28, 29, something close close to 30. I think and the weather we had we in L.A. Was actually, was actually pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought we had a great ride this past Saturday. I was super excited. I have to say, I was the third person up the top of... Griffith Park. 
Well, last time you you had to do it in your big chain ring. I did have to do it in my big chain ring. And, and honestly, that to me is like so freaking impressive. Ugh, it was ugly. Oh yeah. Well, well I was so I, I afraid to up. stop. I got by the golf. I got by the golf course, and I'm like, man, this is like, I'm dying here. What's going on? And then the next thing I know, I realized my my front tire is going flat. I've and then, never had, I don't even want to say it, but I've never had my front tire go flat. Yeah, and so my front tire starts going flat, and so I'm like, okay. And so I thought, okay, maybe it's just a slow leak. So I I hit it with a little CO2. I get like a quarter mile. It's going flat again. I'm like, shit, okay, I got to replace it. So I replaced it, and then, you know, but when I got up the Actually, the weather on Saturday was was actually pretty damn good, considering what we just came out of. Came out of like a hellscape, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain because it seems like most of the country is going through the same damn thing. So it's just, uh, I'm no, glad that I'm glad that 100% um, southeastern Pennsylvania weather. Yeah, Hot I'm glad to see that we're we're looking at, you know, like. 70s and 80s this week, you know, as opposed to 100, 105, you know, the other, the other night it, it was, I left my mom's house at 10 o'clock at night and it was 88 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I was like, like, no, Cause it usually does. I mean, there's like a 20 degree swing usually from daytime to nighttime. And right now it's like 10 degrees. It's crazy. I remember last year saying out loud, I'm cursing myself now. When, when is it summer weather here? <laughs> I never felt like you could just go and like plant your chair at the beach and be hot and cool off in the ocean. Oh, guess what? You found it. I found it. And you know what I didn't do? No. Plop my chair at the beach and go in the ocean because... I am so afraid of going in the ocean over here because of the stingrays. There's not that many stingrays. Uh, one afternoon, I was walking on the beach, and I think it was down at Dog Beach, so it wasn't even in Bolsa's Chica oh, wow. where I thought it was. Three people with their hands and feet in stingray bags. Are, were they stingrays or jellyfish? No, they were stingrays. Stingrays well, they can stingrays. freaking... They had stingray bags. Well, so stingrays can kill you, man. So. so, I have not... I have yet to be in the Pacific Ocean, and I've lived here almost two years. Wow. That's I not good. I swim in the Jersey Ocean all the time. In the Jersey Ocean? <laughs> I mean, in the Atlantic Ocean. Isn't that crazy? Like... What? Actually, before I moved here, when I was visiting my daughter, I did go into Dana Point's Baby Beach. Oh, okay. But that's the only time I've been in, other than, like, on my paddleboard and or um, just, like, my feet in the water today. So... You know Pelican Hill, right? Of course. Um, somehow I hooked up with this company that um, does fitness classes for them. 
so I, I think I put the, the idea in the guy's head <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, so I, I go over there and I take them on beach walks. So we go down to Crystal Cove and we just go on like a, an hour walk. Is this, I, is this a client? It's, um, usually corporations that, um, take their, their clients to Pelican Hill Resort. Yeah, it's a nice place. It's a very nice place. Actually, David Spade's staying there right now, apparently. Hmm, okay. Um, so, anyway. Um, so, I take them on this walk, and they were like, yeah, we have more than an hour. We don't have any time constraints. So, I went a little bit further than I normally do. And we get down to the beach, because usually I'll go up past the Shake Shack and continue on the along PCH because you can, there's good views up there and then I'll come down onto the beach. So I get down onto the beach and we're getting right around to where those little houses are that you can rent near the beachcomber there. Yeah. And the whole, I'm watching the tide. I'm like, the tide is not low. It's all the way up. Yeah. When you're walking back towards the Shake Shack, you have to pay close attention to that tide. Yeah, because, well, because if it's high, it's like you're gonna get hammered. <laughs> I've done that walk multiple times, and I've never had that situation. Yeah, I, I had it one time with some friends of mine where a high tide came in, and it was getting close to dark. And I and this is when they were rehabbing the uh, the bungalows, the, yeah. the ones that are right on the beach, and so they had these giant fence lines up, and I looked down. And the waves were like crashing through the fence line. Wow. And I said, and I said, okay, we got to turn around and go back. And they go, why? And I go, well, there's no way that we could run 200 yards in the sand past that fence line before the wave like hammers us and throws it into, throws us into the fence. Wow. And then people are like, oh my God. And then so we started going back, and then the tide was coming in, and we were literally running to beat the high tide. <laughs> yeah, so we got to this point, and, of course, I had a client call at, like, a half an hour after we were supposed to be back. Right. And uh, I wound up um, actually being a couple of minutes late for the call, but I almost got stuck because there was this one part that was literally right up against the houses and there were barricades up there. Um, and we had to climb on the rocks. My, my shoes, I'm looking at them right now. They're completely drenched. So we got, well, I got drenched. Well, that's, you survived. That's all that matters. I did. I did survive. And, and they, I only had two women with me today. So they survived too. But. That's good. That's a good thing. Oh you know, dear Lord, I'll tell you. It's, well, the it, last thing you want to do is lose a corporate a corporate client at Crystal Cove. That would Cove. not be good. <laughs> at Crystal Cove, what happened? I lost one. <laughs> well, then the driver was like, "Well, if you want to take your time, then just call me when you get back." So we got back, and I'm trying to call the guy, and it kept hanging up. Like, we had no service. Yeah, the service at Crystal Cove can be a little sketchy sometimes. You know, but it, uh, 
you know, it's, I, I think, I just love Crystal Cove. I think it's, it's a, it's a really beautiful little place, you know, the beachcomber, good food. Haven't you know, been even, there yet. Even the Shake Shack is good. Um, you know, it's just right there on the water and, you know, you can walk, you know, on most nights you can walk uh, the entire coastline and then you can go up one of those little paved trails and then go up to the top side and kind of walk, you know, walk along and just, you know, get a nice view of the ocean. It's nice. Yeah, it is. So that, that's actually a nice, nice little gig. You know, you got, you got like a little, a little walking group, a little corporate. Well, yes and no. I kind of think it's a little bit of a distraction for me, but it, it does get me out of my, my four walls of my condo, which is sometimes challenging to do when you work from home. Extremely <laughs> so, challenging. Yeah. Hey, so uh, real quick on that user interview thing, they called me back again. So I'm going tomorrow at 10. You mean the one that just paid you 275? Yes. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? No. Yeah. Uh, th- there's this, there's an interesting, I'm, I'm going to start doing some, because the stuff that's out there on user interviews is so unfortunately disingenuous. Um, but, yeah, I, I, once I got Sean, you know, our, our friend Sean, I don't know if you've ever met her. Um, she's a nurse. She's a travel nurse. She started doing them. And then once she got a, once she got a few under her belt, they just started rolling in. Yeah. And John Vander Phillips. Yes. Okay. And yes, they started rolling in and she's like, man, she's, I'm, I'm getting, if you're in healthcare, you know, if there's a lot of healthcare related ones. And so I get healthcare and I get a lot of it related things. I'd say most of the most of the the user interviews are technology centered, you know. But uh, yeah, but once she started getting a few of them, she was just like, "Man, this is." Th- th- she goes, "This is kind of easy money," and it's like, it is, but you still have to show up. Well, it's time, right? It's time. You're trading your time for money, right? You know. But how for the two seventy five? How many hours did you do? Um. It took me 10 minutes to get there and 10 minutes to get home because they screwed up. Yeah, but how long was your commitment for? An hour. So an hour for $275. Yeah. Not bad. No. No, I've had had several. It was supposed to be $150, but. Since they they double booked. Yeah. So I'll take that. As I say to Mary, it's better than a sharp poke in the eye. Exactly. Right. (laughs) It's easy money. I wonder like what, um, what other things they have? Like, can, can my kids do that? Yes. I actually sent some to Maria. I actually think I sent them to you also where they're looking for a certain (laughs) age demo. Yeah. Um, that's not me. Okay. Like, like I'm looking at the ones that's in my queue right now, like technology, technology documentation, online content, review our website. But then if you go to the bottom and you hit the view referral opportunities, and then you scroll back to the top, a lot of times you'll find things that are more generic in nature. Um, okay. And, and so, you know, um, 
you know, if, if someone who's an Uber driver, there's one driver experience study. So it's a hundred dollars for 45 minutes. Damn. You know? And most of these are unlike yours. Most of these are zoom calls. That's what they are. You know, they might yeah, well, use... mine was in purpose. So maybe that's, I mean, in, in purpose, in, in person. person. So... That's probably why the compensation was a little higher. Yeah. I say the average is somewhere between 75 and $125 an hour. Uh, I think the most I've ever been paid is 250 for an hour on a one-on-one -on -one interview. Um, I had one one time that was two hours and it was $350 for two hours, but talking for two hours straight is a long ass time. Yeah, but you're, you can do that easily. <laughs> oh, I know I can. <laughs> we're and, and we're it, almost going on two hours. Right yeah, here so, yeah, I, I can do two hours, no problem. But the thing is, some of these interviews, uh, you have to do 90% of the talking. Oh, okay. And I'd say the average is somewhere between 75 and 80, you know, uh, them asking you questions, interacting, trying to do a deeper dive. But I've had a couple where the guy asks a question and then he's off looking at a different screen. And he's just letting me filibuster. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like, and so sometimes you'll get a researcher and you're talking 90% of the time. So if you don't have anything to talk about for an hour on a specific topic, you know, for 50, 55 minutes, you might be in trouble. Yeah. That's why these aren't for everybody. They try to make it seem like, oh, anyone can do them. No, not really. You got to have a certain level of expertise. Um, you know, and some of the, what, there was one I sent to Maria and it was, it was $200 for two hours <clears throat> and it was, they wanted young people under 30 and they were, all you're going to do is talk about beverages, mm. you know, and you know, they want young person's perspective on the beverages that they drink and this and that. And it's like a hundred bucks an hour, not a bad deal. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, and the thing is, most of the gift cards, like unlike the one you did where they just gave you an Amazon card, most of them go through a thing called Reward Link. And Reward Link basically gives you the option to choose between a hundred different gift cards. Well, I could have gotten PayPal and I kind of wish that I would have. I just didn't oh, feel like dealing with it. Anytime they do PayPal, I just choose PayPal. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. So now... I'm like, all right, I guess I'll be doing some grocery shopping on Amazon. Well, you can do the Amazon Fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Amazon Fresh. I've done it. I've used my, whenever I get Amazon specific cards, I use, I do the Amazon Fresh. And I pick it up instead of having it delivered. You know, it's just, uh, it's, you know, four minutes away from me. Yeah. So it's, just, it's easy for me to just hit, <laughs> I'm on my way. You get there and... You, you tell them that, that you go. arrived and the, the groceries are, they have the groceries in your car in less than a minute. So, so I'm on uh, user inter, user interviews <coughs> as we speak. This one that I now signed up to do again tomorrow, the same one that I've now been paid for twice. <laughs> it says it's, it's an hour and 30 minutes, which I was actually told an hour. And it okay. pays one forty-five 
but the incentive will range from 100 to 150, depending on the session and the amount of time. Payments will be by PayPal or Amazon gift cards. Anytime, anytime they offer PayPal, because I have a PayPal credit card tied to my account, yeah. I always choose PayPal. And I just then, have to get my PayPal credentials because I don't know them offhand. It's not something I use. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if what you should do is go into your PayPal account and whatever email address you use to sign up on user interviews, make sure that that is attached to your PayPal account or just add it to your PayPal account. Yeah. And then if you have a PayPal credit slash debit card, you know, once that money hits your account, then you, you can just use it, you know, use it however you want. Yeah. Yeah. And like here's one for 10, 10 bucks for 10 minutes. I highly recommend people do a lot of the 10 bucks for 10 minutes or 20 bucks for 15 minutes because on user interviews it is important for you to get a lot of reviews positive reviews and once you start once you start accumulating the positive reviews that's when you start getting more and more studies yeah like now I'm in I'm in such a position on user interviews because I do so many of them that they sent me one where I filled out a 10 question questionnaire and just for filling out the questionnaire they sent me a $20 gift card. Wow. Not even doing not even doing the study, just sign just filling out the questionnaire. That's crazy. Because my my credentials match that that study and I did eventually get that study um, and so there's a woman at user interviews called Meredith and if you get an, a me email from Meredith that's when you know your your marquee level has ride has been rising and so I, I got one today from her it says after a researcher completes an interview we asked them how things went so basically they're grading you it says, we want to thank you for participating in studies and sharing your experience with researchers. Receiving positive feedback tells us you're highly regarded and active member of our community. So we will continue to match you to relevant studies. You have received 25, 25 positive reviews in the last 30 days. Hmm. And so I had to go back and I had to start making a list of all the things I'm doing because I got to put it in a spreadsheet. I got three pages. Wow. Of of them since uh, the beginning of May when I started. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. You know, but once you find the groove when you start doing these one-hour, you know, Zoom meetings and stuff, it's like they're not difficult. And then you realize... You know, you get a lot of the same things from people. The researchers will say, there are no wrong answers. We just want your opinion. And your job is to be open, honest, and show your expertise in what yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. You know, and I, I've, had, I've had some of the user interviews with some companies that I was actually shocked. Um, you know, big companies. Yeah. You know, uh, one, you know, one not long ago, I won't say the name because I signed an NDA, is the one that Mark Zuckerberg founded. Oh, wow. 
talking about new technology that's coming out for their company. And so sometimes you get a peek behind the mirror, you peek behind the window before you even, before that stuff is even available. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool one. And then they probably mentioned like four times, like you can't talk about what you saw. <laughs> so crazy. You can't talk. Remember, remember you signed an NDA. It's like when, when you're signing an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, to do these studies, that usually means you're going to see something that's not at to market yet. Yeah. And they're 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 fine tuning it, and they're using user interviews and respondent to fine tune that that product. Yeah. So, but it's kind of cool. I know we're way off topic, people. Yep. We're not on online dating. So. <laughs> we're talking. It's the we're, talk, we're talking about our side. Now. We're talking about our side hustles. It's friends. We should it's do, a, friends, side, we should do a, a, a side hustle Wednesday. We could. <laughs> side hustle. Side hustle. Wicked so. Wednesday. Naked Wednesday? Wicked. What? Oh, I thought you said naked. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. <laughs> She's out there. Yeah. I'll, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of funny, Mary and Gary. This is true. I don't see Gary. I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see Mr. Deeds. Nope, he's traveling. He's a traveling man. Yes, and he'll be very excited that he was acknowledged. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true, Mr. Deeds. All right, I'm peacing yeah. out. Well, I'm going to go eat my steak. So my you already steak had, has you already had. What's that? Steak, sweet potato, Brussels sprouts. Bomb. I have steak. Baller. I might not do potato. I might just do steak and salad. That's good. Yeah. Put your steak on your salad. What's that? Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, that sounds good. So, but uh, right. hopefully, are you going to do the long ride on Saturday down to Oceanside? Don't, don't make me have FOMO. Remember, I go back east this week. Oh, you go back? Yes. When are you going back? I leave Thursday afternoon and I come back Tuesday. It's a quick trip for a change, but I'm already like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well, maybe you can set something up early on Monday uh, with uh, some of your peeps out there. Well, the problem is you can't get a bike anywhere out there. No, no, no. Oh, for the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll get my brother to come on again. That'd be good. Actually, you know what? I'm going to see him Saturday and Sunday. Maybe okay. we could do maybe we a could Sunday do that. would a Sunday could be doable. We could be do we could do that. Just yeah. remember I'll be 3 hours ahead of you. I know that. <clears throat> well, why don't we plan for that because guess what? He's going to have his chica there. Ooh. And then we can say that then I can say uh, that they met on Hinge, right? Yeah, yeah, I might. Um, I'm gonna propose that to him now. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Oh, and, and so, actually, wait before we before we um, tag off here. Um, apparently, Mr. Deed's cousin met her husband on Tinder. That's interesting. I'm hearing this more and more about 
people meeting on Tinder. But this is kind of funny. She goes, uh, the best bet I ever lost. Um, Tinder, six years ago this October, his guy friends had him go on there and I might have had seven shots of tequila throughout the card game. So, of course, my game was not on point after that. My friends were sweet and said, Angela, you have too much personality and love and need to share that with someone if you lose you have to go on dates. I'm like, whatever, I'm not gonna lose. But seven shots, yeah, I lost, but one in the end. He was not my first date, but was fixing to come off the app. And he messaged me and I thought I have nothing to lose, one more date and I'm off this app. And they wound up getting married. Wow, that's fantastic. Kind of crazy, right? That is crazy. Man, so, I'm feeling cool air coming in through my front door. That is awesome. Finally, cool air. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, holy moly. It's like, it's, it's just sick and tired of 90 degree weather at night. Yeah. Yeah, you were complaining about 82 when it was like 104 here. I'm just I'm like. Sorry. <laughs> just like, she's like, oh my God, it's 80 here. It's I'm like, spoiled. So. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll take 80 all day. When in Pennsylvania, it can be like negative single digits, right? But then it can also be positive 100 plus digits. That's a really wide swing. Here in Southern California by the beach, it's maybe 30 degrees tops. Although this past winter, it got down to like 37 um, in the early morning at 5.30 when I get up. But. Yeah, the yeah, early morning can be 30s, 40s. But it's the air here, it's it's a different kind of air. You well, know? it's dry normally, but not lately. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so it's just you know, Brutal. It's, it's always funny. I'll I'll get uh I'll get messages from people when it dips into the 50s. Like, are we riding tonight? And I'm be, I'm like Yes, of course. And they're like, it's so cold. And I just start laughing. You know, I just start laughing. And it's just like, uh, not really that cold. Well, when the sun goes down here, I have learned to never leave my house. When I leave after four without something long sleeve. Because I have bought two sweatshirts. And actually recently, not a sweatshirt, but a long sleeve shirt. Because I've forgot sunscreen when I was on the water paddleboarding. So mm. yeah, always have long sleeves here yeah. no matter what. So, so anyway, all right, I'm going to bid you adieu. Bid me adieu. I still have work to do. I, I still do too. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, going, I got to eat something to get some energy to do this stuff. So yeah, well, you know, you don't sleep. So it's yeah, a little a little vampirish at times. You are vampirish, but I still have to say you poured yourself an iced coffee at six forty five. I did. You know, I one of the things that I work on with my menopausal women is how to create better sleep habits. Do we need to have a talk? <laughs> no, for me it's not it's not physiological. It's, I got to shut my brain off. 
you know, because because I'm always thinking about different problem solutions, this and that. And unfortunately, I started taking. What did I start taking? I can't remember. It's it's uh, one of the sleep one of the sleep medications. I found one that works really well at shutting my brain off. Mm. And so, what, what the hell one was it? You know what you do? What's that? brain dump before you go to bed you take a nice hot shower or I do that soak in your hot tub you drink your bedtime tea you have your essential oils going you put your phone away you don't turn on the TV and you meditate I went about bed. a week before, without turning my TV on period which is good yeah, but yeah the phone is tough um, so it's, I think yeah, you're you on that at like four o'clock in the morning, you're responding to my messages. I'm like, what are you doing? The, the lady, who, the lady who took our photos, uh, just sent them to us. That's good. Wait, what? The, the lady, the, the photographer woman who was supposed to show up at seven 30, who showed up at seven 55, um, just sent me the pictures. Oh, yeah. that's she, who that was. She was going to take. Well, she she offered to come and take all our pictures, and I said to her, I go, well, we're going to be there at 7.30, and she, she's like, okay, I'll be there, you know, and I'm like, and she showed up at like 7.55. I was wondering <laughs> who she was. Yeah, well, she, she, offered to do, she offered to do it, you know, she offered to take our pictures, mm. and I said, okay, fine, you know, I didn't even know, I don't even know who she is, I mean, she just saw... She knew someone in the ladies and gents cycling group and she kept seeing all our photos and then she, she, uh, offered to come take our pictures. And I said, sure, fine. Yeah. You know, but she showed up late and I'm like, I said to her, I go, uh, first thing I said to her is don't show up late. Mm. I go, because if you show, if you show up late, I go, we're leaving regardless. I go, once people will start, start getting ready to roll, they are out of there. You know, and so she uh, showed up late. <laughs> and who was this person? Don't know her. Just someone from Facebook. Huh. Her name is Margie Ramirez. Interesting. And she's a photographer. She was going to come up to Griffith Park, but then I told her, I go, you know, parking up there is like 10 bucks an hour. Whew. You know, and then she's like, holy crap. And I go, and I go, on a Saturday, you're going to be parking a mile away. And That's I go, crazy. and there's no guarantee you're going to find us. There's totally no, crazy. Yeah, there's no guarantee you're going to find us. And, you know, and, and we're and we're not going to wait for you. And we're not going to stand around and wait for you to show up. I thought she was somebody's spouse. No. Just someone who knew someone in the group and then offered to take our pictures. And oh. so she was... She was deathly afraid of getting lost. Oh. And so I was just kind of like, it took me sending her directions like four times before she like kind of committed. My. All right. Well, I'm tapping out. I'm tired. I still got check-ins to do for my clients. Do the check-ins. But let's plan on next. Sunday. Or this Sunday. For a group chat with the Brosif. I'm going to, I'm going to put you in a group chat right now. 
Sounds good. And, and just just figure out a time. Uh, I have I have an online uh, WebEx between eleven and eleven thirty every Sunday. So okay. so don't make so don't do two. Don't do two to you know so anytime at three three after your time or before that. It's fine. <laughs> I just said, Eric and I want to have you and your chicky baby to do a repodcast. It's always interesting when the uh, the chicky baby comes on. <laughs> it'll be it'll be funny, especially because I saw that she posted a picture of the two of them on social media. Ooh, mm, didn't tag him, but we'll see. Oh, question. Yeah. So do you, do you, oh, she sent me more pictures. Oh my God. She sent me a ton of pictures now. Um, do you, do you and the dude go camping? I would like to. I'm talking to, I'm talking to Mary about going camping. Oh, so I joined, I'm going to send you an invite to this group. Okay. There's a group that I just joined and it's, it's people who cancel their camping reservations in in California. Sweet. And so they post that they're going to cancel their reservation so that you can go onto the system and snag it right when they do it. Yes. So I'm trying I've been trying to find a Yosemite uh, Yosemite one and yeah. because this time of year is actually when I like going to Yosemite. Okay. Uh, September is my favorite time to go to Yosemite because the days are still oh, 70, 80. The nights are 40s, 40s, 50s. Once you get to October, you start you start getting 30s at night. I thought the best time was May for Yosemite. Well, before before the rush of summer or after. Oh, okay. After Labor Day. Like all the uh, all the euros go home. Well, I'm just saying I got a lot of stuff going on in October and November. I was planning a mountain biking trip. I'm so, trying to find one. I'm trying to find one for a weekend in September. Oh, uh, am maybe the last weekend. Yeah, it's it, it's that's the thing. You got it. You got to just yeah. You gotta, so we got lighthouse. The 24th, and this weekend I'm gone. Right. So, so we'll, uh, we'll see. What I'm finding right now is stuff that is during the week, you know, which doesn't. But right now, it, it seems like there's more cancellations in September and October than there are any other time. You got a train going on there. Yeah, I got my front door open. Yeah, me too, actually. Airport. Yeah, the train the train is not far from my house. Oh, there you go. Well, that and that's the Metrolink doesn't blow the horn. It's it's the, it's the freight trains that are that are that are blowing. Like, that are blowing like a candle in the wind. <laughs> All right, I'm tapping out. You're tapping out. I got work to do. Once again, this is Eric and Michelle with the What He Said She Said podcast. And we will be on possibly Sunday with the bro and the chica and uh, see how they're going.
the Braille and the Chica. Hey, are we gonna re re uh, do the the HTG? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, that one didn't work out. No, twice. Well, you know, you guys kept cutting out. So. <laughs> yeah. You guys yep. kept cutting out. That was no good. True that. All right. I'm gonna say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. And for everyone out there in the wisdom community, we thank everyone for listening to us. And once again, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast. And we wish everyone a good night. Good night, Michelle. Hello again, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. That was episode 33, where we talked about a few online dating horror stories, but then we divulged into other topics like we always do. And hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.